PYHG listeners, it's Cameron, and I've got two great announcements for you. Next week, on January 13th, we are having a special two-year anniversary edition of Put Your Hands Together. We'll have BJ Novak and Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher, and it'll be awesome. It's at 8 o'clock, our regular time, um, but it's an extra long show and super fun. So if you're in L.A., please come by the UCB Theater, and we will see you then. Let's say you don't live in L.A. and instead you live in San Francisco. Well, Rhea and I will be in town on Friday, January 23rd to put on Put Your Hands Together at Sketchfest. We're at the 10.30 show at some place that I can't remember the name of and crud. At Club Verde or the Verde Club, whichever one of those is accurate. But you can get more information on that at sfsketchfest.com. We will see you guys then, January 23rd in San Francisco. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Great to see you. Nice to see you. Let's see that. Hello. I'll get to the rest of you later. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm your host. Let's hear from me. Oh, man. Didn't we have a nice break from this, actually? Uh, We were on, how long were we gone? I don't know. I think three weeks. I think we were on for three weeks. You know why? Because I have a life, people. I was relaxing. I was relaxing. It was amazing. I feel new, um, and I'm sure that'll be sucked out by tomorrow. (laughs) Ah, Due to the general soullessness of this great city. (laughs) I do love this city, but it is a a bit of the Punisher, uh, which if you're a fan, you know, just goes by Punisher. Okay, Um, point is, that guy got it right there. That guy got it. How is everybody's... uh, Did everybody have a nice... What what were the holidays that we celebrated? The holidays? Did everybody have a nice the holidays? Yeah? Oh, I hope so. I had a great... You know what I did for Christmas? I'll tell you, audience. Thank you for asking. Uh, I know not all of us celebrate. And um, frankly, I think that guy, he did a good job. You know, that that young man who was born... uh, On that day. I don't know if I believe anything else about him specifically other than a lot of what he said. Pretty decent philosophy. Like, I liked his flipping of tables and such. Uh, but I, Well, I went home to Chicago and then my uh, fiancé, who is in absentia tonight. She's usually a producer on this show, Rhea Butcher. She's home barfing. Oh, it's the saddest. You know what, though? I'm not barfing. You know what, though? I might be tomorrow. That's the funny thing, because I don't know what the barfing is from. So. Could be waiting in the wings. I don't think so. I'm really a good not barfer. Anybody here great at not barfing? Round of applause? Yeah. It's a a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Because you can't can't get it out sometimes when you need to. 
Um, except on my 21st birthday, I did. Barfed quite a bit on my 21st birthday in my friend's bed. It was wine. I was drinking wine. I'd been drinking wine. Um, and I threw up in her bed while also coming out to her. <laughs> and a group. I would say there was an entire group of people there. But that did not mean that I didn't have two boyfriends at that birthday party that night, am I right? <laughs> pow, pow, it's confusing to come out of the Catholic school. <laughs> we have another producer on the show, Ryan McMenamin. He's up in the booth. He makes this show into a podcast. <laughs> Besides just being part of our royal threesome of how many producers he also makes the show podcast if you like what you see tonight you can go home and listen to it later you can isolate and find your voices i don't know what kind of computer technology you have in your homes you'll be laughing so you can hear yourself and you know maybe you have a distinctive laugh if you don't maybe tonight's the night to develop one <laughs> but it was christmas and so ria and i we went to chicago and then her mom came from akron ohio and our parents met each other for the first time like i said we are fianced and so it was a big thing they had to meet each other and they just hadn't yet and i don't know if anybody's been in this position where they've been dating or engaged to or married somebody and then their parents had to meet has this happened to people here yet clap if this has happened to you okay a couple people and most of you wow you know um fuck yeah that's a small percentage of you i'm not judging i'm just saying like no, I get it. You're out of your houses. This is L.A. If you have a partner, you stay home. Um, <laughs> it's just true of this city. I don't know if you... This is, a, this, is the, this is the most hip suburb in the world, this city of ours. It's a lot of staying at home. A lot of, a lot of screeners. Am I right? Who's screening? People are screening. People are borrowing screeners and stealing them. Yeah, it says right on there, don't, but makes you feel like a real dangerous cowboy. <laughs> But my point is, my parents uh, met Rhea's parents, and I, I just didn't know how I would react to this situation. And I found out that uh, I would react by assuming that my parents were uh, tiny babies who'd never been in a social situation before. <laughs> like, they are in their mid-60s, they are functional adults, they have jobs, they raised me. But I was, like, the days ahead of time, I just kept confronting them and trying to give them advice. Like, when she gets here, invite her in. <laughs> You're going to want to make sure there's a light snack around. Ask neutral questions. Maybe lead with something you like and then ask her for something she likes. I like this movie. You like this. I don't know what I thought my parents were going to do. If it wasn't just automatically that. I don't know if I thought they were just going to answer the door like, Ah! Well, I'm sorry we yelled in her face, but you did not instruct us to do otherwise. <laughs> it went really well, actually. It was a great meeting. They, they got along famously, and it was great. And, uh, uh, and you know, I also got along famously because I'm famous. That's a funny thing to say. I am actually famous. Um... <laughs> Not, like, too famous, but I did break my phone by dropping it in a puddle in the RV that I was staying at on New Year's Eve because I was feeling like getting back to the land, but not that much. And so I went to the Apple store today to get my phone fixed, and you know who knew who I was? All the fucking geniuses. That's right. 
because you know the genius bars in the back and as I was approaching uh, the I could see people like going whispering to each other and I was like what's on my face <laughs> but then I got there and I had an appointment and so they were checking me in but they didn't ask me when, what my name was which is fun they were like oh you're here for your appointment Bink and I was like oh excuse me <laughs> And then I were sitting there telling how I don't know anything about my phone or how to fix it at all. And a girl came, literally, like, was walking past and just went, I like your videos! And she turned right, right red. Um, which matched her shirt, you guys know. Apple Store, am I right? Apple Store jokes? Red shirts? Okay. They wear red shirts in there. Um, that has... This is a thing that it's... it's uh, marginalizing to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it because it's true, so sorry about that. I also don't care um, about you as people. <laughs> no, you seem nice. A lot of plaid. That's my... That's my fabric. Uh, it was a weird change this year because um, I started to be recognizable I think for the first time I was on TV a little bit more and I made some videos that uh, got a lot more things than I expected I didn't know you could even be recognized from the internet but you can even while you're eating tacos I found out and that's not a euphemism for anything <laughs> or is it <laughs> really cut down on my ability to eat random tacos on the road I'm talking about tacos <laughs> or am I But the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it, it's made me realize that um, you have to be on your best behavior all the time the moment that you become physically recognizable. Like, I, I know that people are very down sometimes on people that are very recognized. I am about as... I am te teeny, weensy bit recognizable only because my haircut is batshit insane. So... <laughs> Like, if you see this haircut and you've ever seen this haircut before, it's always me. Like, if you're ever walking down the street, is that camera? Yes, it definitely is. There's no, there's, unless you're in Portland, this is always going to be my haircut. Um, and I also wear the same thing every day. So it's like, you just, you, yes, it's me. Um, but uh, there's people who are extremely physical, who are extremely recognizable, and they just have to interact with the world. And then sometimes they're dicks. My cousin was talking about how, bless you, uh, how my cousin works at Whole Foods, and he was talking about how Lady Gaga came to Whole Foods, and Lady Gaga was was uh, brought bodyguards with her to Whole Foods, um, and that she was shopping, and a little girl ran past the bodyguards, and the bodyguards stopped the little girl and said, "I'm sorry, uh, Lady Gaga's shopping," and she said, "I'm a huge fan," and they said, uh, "We still don't." care and I actually see you're saying oh I fucking love that story for many reasons number one uh, Lady Gaga I don't know if you've ever seen her with her without her like crazy meat shoes but she's tiny um, and even a child could take her out <laughs> but also like just because she's successful in her field I don't think that it means that people are allowed to demand things from her especially in situations where she's a little vulnerable out in the world and um, I also think that that's a great lesson for a child. <laughs> I do. Like, if, you're, if you are kind and loving to a child uh, that wants to meet you, that's amazing. 
That's amazing. I'm glad you're making that child's dreams come true. But it's also false as preparation for the rest of their life. Like, the rest of their life isn't going to be Lady Gaga hugging them and then putting her in the Escalade with them. Let's all go, and you can come on stage with me. I have elaborate yet child-appropriate choreography just for you. No, you don't deserve that shit. You should learn that at eight. You should learn at eight that Lady Gaga is amazing but untouchable. She doesn't want to talk to you. She wants to get her meat replacement products and leave the Whole Foods. (laughs) And I just realized that I have to monitor my behavior because I have a temper. I have a bad temper. Uh, I'm 99% of the time... I'm the kindest person in the world, and I think that's why my temper is so bad. Uh, because I usually am just trying to take care of the world and each other, and, oh, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? And then if I get pushed too far, I will throw. Uh... Now, did you know they make lube in a bulk sizing? Because <laughs> just one time I bought it like, well, this will be a good investment. And then in, the, in a rage fit of passion, I threw it against the wall of my bedroom. No. And the whole bottle exploded. And the funny thing about that is that lube is created to not be water-soluble. So it is literally the most impossible thing in the world to clean up. And yeah, I fucking deserved it. I fucking deserved to be scraping lube off my floor for three months. But I was at brunch not too long ago. I was at breakfast, and uh, uh, Rhea and I have a small dog, and the small dog was sitting on my lap, and a man came at us and went like, that's a cute dog, and got very close to us. And then the dog barked at him, uh, because he was a stranger also getting in dog's face, and that's what dogs do. Um, and then he said, your dog better not be barking during the entirety of my brunch. And I said, well, uh, nothing at the time. I said, nothing. <laughs> because I was so startled by how insane that is. Like, to come at a dog and then be like, I know I provoked that dog and that that dog was quiet before, but now I'm about to eat. So you should leave. Like, that's sort of what it is to be a man, also, just in case you guys (laughs) forgot what being a man is. It's just, I can fuck up whatever, but get the hell out of (laughs) here! This year, a huge huge year for uh, backlash against feminism, right? And that, the whole thing. I mean, God, sometimes I feel sorry for men because it just feels like you guys are tiny babies in high chairs and you got two knives and you're smashing them against the thing. Like, every argument about against feminism can be summed up in one sentence. Every argument against... Because feminism is really just sharing. That's another word for it. If you don't like the word... I love the word feminism. If you don't, you can just use the word sharing. So that's really what it is. Because when men are babies, when men are babies, people come and they say, Oh! Oh, you... you hey! You get to have all of this! You get to have all those women and all those guns and all those jobs and all those suits and all those ties and all this money! 
And then like later when that man's an adult, a woman comes up to him and is like, hey, can I have your worst toy? And that guy's like, fuck off, this is all mine! His every argument against feminism can be boiled down to the sentence, someone tried to make me realize something! But I'll wrap up with this. Which is that I sat there at breakfast for a while, and I finished, and I planned what I was going to say during my exit. You know, because sometimes you've just missed the moment, and then you think about it for the rest of the day. Oh, God! Oh, if I had just been more prepared, I would have said, oh, man, if he just, if I ever see that guy again, and he has a recognizable haircut, just like I do, oh, man, you know, like, but we were sitting at tables next to each other, so I actually had a moment to plan what I was going to say, And so, as we were leaving, I got up, and I put my dog on the ground, and we walked past him, and I said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your breakfast, you bullshit motherfucker. (laughs) And I felt good about that for, like, a second. Until I realized, like I said, now, I'm not assuming that that guy knows who the fuck I am. I am tiny, like I said, but what if he did? That's one of those weird interactions that's definitely out in the universe later that day. I don't even know how people would feel about that. If he just, like, who does he even go to? Who's, like, the biggest... I'm trying to think of, like, he goes straight to Ellen, and he's like, I met your second... your vice president, and... I'm not even like a big enough person for this to be. I don't even know who, the, who breaks the story in this case. But I just wonder. I don't think I can call people bullshit motherfuckers anymore. Even if they absolutely are. And so, audience, that is my charge to you. If you see a bullshit motherfucker, if you're sitting there and you're wondering what to say, or if you're in a car, or if you're on Twitter and somebody has said something stupid about feminism, you can feel free to call them a bullshit motherfucker on my behalf. Thank you so much. You guys, we got an amazing show. And this first comic, it is a huge treat and a huge deal whenever he has a chance to stop by because he's a comedy legend and we love him so much. Like, guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and guys, guys, guys and gents, guys and dolls, luck be a lady tonight. Um, we have got. An amazing comic coming up right now, Mr. Dana Gould. Get up for Dana! Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm uh, starting now. I had. I'm very glad it's a new year. the, worst, the weirdest thing about last year is I lost my wedding ring. I was in one of those um, uh, divorce. 
And uh, but, uh, I couldn't find my house or my ring. And then, uh, and it's, and now I've, uh, I have to meet someone, which is, I'm, which is not my comfort zone. And, uh, and I have nothing, I have no, I don't have game. I don't know if there's still a stadium. I don't know. The, the league may have disbanded. I am so, tr- because I have no- I, nothing. We were together for so long. I am so trained as a husband. I'm just going to fire going up to women in bars. So, uh, you know, I saw, I saw you sitting there by yourself. And uh, I thought you might have a long list of chores and errands you wanted me to do. It's going to be a really great day tomorrow. I thought I'd take out my convertible, maybe cruise by your place and uh, drive your mom to Target. And she can rag on your dad, but hate me if I agree with her. And then when I come home, you can be angry at me because I forgot something you thought. Um, but there's a lot of fear. There's a, there's a lot of fear uh, that you face when you rip your life apart. And uh, my, I think my biggest fear in the divorce, the man, the male fear, was that my wife and my, my kids would move on and I would be left to die alone. That's the male fear in a divorce, that my kids and my wife are going to move on with their lives and I'm going to be left to die alone. And the more I thought about that fear and really analyzed it and looked at where it came from, I realized that for the longest time, one of my biggest goals in life was to die in front of my children. (laughs) Where did that come from? Hey, kids, let me tell you what Christmas was like when I was a kid. I better call 911. No, you don't. You stay right there and you watch me die. Look in my eyes. Do you see the fading of the light? That is life leaving the old man. And it's going to happen to you. Oh, you could give me some of your youth, but no. You're just like your mother. My only fear is that when I do die, I hope I have the presence of mind in that final moment to summon whoever is with me down and say, I buried two million dollars under but you have to time it just right otherwise you just have to lie there and pretend that you're dead 
Why don't you prepare the embalming needle? I'm going to begin the gross work on the internal organs. I really should say something. But that joke was so funny. There's not a lot of dignity when you die. In fact, the first thing that happens after you die is that your body voids its bowels, which really puts the lie to the end of every romantic tearjerker. I love you, and I love you, and I always. I mean, really, the end of Titanic, after she pushes him off the door, I'll never let go. And then all over the... I'm glad just shit comes out and not everything left unsaid. I love you, and I'll always be with you. Why don't you find your own fucking car keys? No, you know what would be better instead of going to your parents' house? Maybe you could shove a glass rod up my fucking pee hole and break it off. Your brother's a fucking asshole. Get your goddamn dog out of the fucking car. I do have children, and one of the strangest things that happens when your kids are five and six years old is that their baby teeth fall out, and you take the baby tooth and you put it under the pillow, and you put $2 under there, and then, oh, in the middle of the night, you take the tooth, and you usually put it in a little uh, box or an envelope or something, and then uh, you never do anything with it again. Um, but you never get rid of it. And I'm assuming that for some reason it's so that when your children have moved on in their lives and you're alone in your house, you can just sit around in a dirty bathrobe and sift your fingers through an envelope of human teeth. What is the purpose of this horrifying relic? Hi, Ricky, it's Dad. Well, your brother got that job he really wanted, so he's in a good mood. And nothing much else going on, just sitting around. <laughs> Went up to the attic today and uh, been playing with your teeth. thing that the uh, internet has really done, it's destroyed the concepts of alien abductions. <laughs> if you remember before Wi-Fi, aliens were abducting people hither and thither. <laughs> because back then, before high-speed high internet, they only learned of our culture from monitoring broadcast signals. But if there's one thing the internet has taught us is that the more you learn about us, the less there's really a desire to spend time with us. <laughs> and now I think they're up there just like, hey, what about that blue planet? Is that Earth? You want to go there? Yeah, is that the, the horse-fucking planet? Is it the, the girl-in-the-cup planet? Yeah. 
maybe not so much. Because as phenomenal as human beings are, we are defined by the depths of our depravity. It would be like if you have a friend who was really handsome, like a 6'2", blonde-haired, jaw-jawed, just really handsome guy, and a great guy. You know, philanthropist, ran a charity. Just, you couldn't pick up a check when this guy was in a restaurant. But he had one eye missing. And instead of a glass eye, he just had the socket. And in the socket, you could see a small baby owl (laughs) making a nest of string and twigs. That would be all you could think about when it came to that guy. His charitable work would pale in comparison to the horrifying daymare of his visage. Even if he ran a charity, he couldn't even advertise it. You're probably looking at the owl in my eye socket. But I'm here to talk to you about being a big brother. Um... One thing that I've done, I don't know how much time I have. Um, One thing I've done uh, that's been really interesting uh, that has improved my mood is I've stopped watching the news entirely. Um, I don't give a fuck (laughs) about anyone or anything. I don't. It all, it's just cyclical. Um, and And I think it's because we're in an age now where newscasters get angry at the news. Uh, as if things are supposed to work out the way they want. Um, Chris Matthews, if you've ever watched Chris Matthews on CNN, on MSNBC, sometimes I'll watch him because I'm just waiting for him to remove his coat and reveal the vest of dynamite that he's clearly wearing. (laughs) as that would be the only thing that would explain the anxiety that he brings to every story. Now, I'm looking at this guy. I'm looking at Chris Christie, and he seems to me, you'll pardon my, he seems to me like a regular guy, like the kind of guy that I knew growing up in Philly. He's a regular guy. He gets up in the morning. He makes his lunch. He makes a sandwich, a ham sandwich, a chicken salad sandwich, a tuna salad sandwich, a turkey sandwich, a PB&J, any kind of sandwich. Tuna salad and chicken salad, people actually think they're very similar. They're incredibly different. They're both shredded meat with a mayonnaise or salad. Salad dressing base, but then you get into a world of difference. With chicken salad, you're getting into you're getting into walnuts, you're getting into shredded apples, you're getting into a Waldorf salad sort of thing. Tuna fish salad, you would never do that because there's a sweetness that you need with chicken that you would never associate with tuna. With tuna, you need pickles or celery, something that's more of a tang to it. And uh, I don't know. And then and then you get into the bread, white bread, wheat bread, pumpkin bread, rye bread, pumpernickel bread. I don't have time to get in the brioche and panini. I would like nothing more than to have time than to get in the brioche and panini, but we don't have that time. But question. My question is to you, Eugene Robinson, you're African-American, do you swim? (laughs) But people have this theory that the world is supposed to work the way they want it to. Since fucking when? The only thing on the internet worth seeing is a video of a python swallowing a crocodile. (laughs) 
And the python swallows the crocodile. The crocodile suffocates and dies. But it's too big for the python to digest. So it bursts out of the python, killing not only the crocodile, but the python. That's nature at work. (laughs) Unfettered by man, random chaos, and senseless death. And and everybody just went about their business. The the pythons didn't have a big, no more crocodiles. Like, no, they just accepted nature as, you know, they went back to looking for Captain Hook or whatever it is that they do. I have seen far too many bald guys with ponytails to expect this world to make sense. That's what I'm trying to tell Every time I see a guy in a wheelchair, he is inevitably wearing running shoes. You are fooling no one. If you think the world ought to make sense, try explaining to a homeless guy how expensive it is to go camping. Thank you very much. Guys, Dana, go one more time with Dana. He is hilarious. And that is just our first comic. Uh, besides myself, I'm also a comic. That's amazing. Okay, great. You guys, we've got more show, which is very good news. Sir, you should put your phone away is what I think should happen. It's so obvious when people use their phones in this little teeny room. How are you? Are you okay? Is everything okay? No emergencies? Just following Dana Gould on Twitter, things like that. <laughs> no, what are you doing? Emailing? Texting? Who are you texting? Just a friend? Why? What, what is the impetus for the text? I just have to know. What was, the, what was their text to you? Did you? I'm leaving in two days, and so we're just trying to do that. Where are you going in two days? Back to New Mexico. Back to New Mexico. Is that, and that's where you're visiting from? No, I live here, but I'm moving back. You're moving. You're moving in two days to New Mexico. Well, thank you for spending one of your last nights in town with us. Thank you so much. Also, uh, I mean, I guess at least your screen was down. It's so funny. My favorite thing that happens right now at shows is that when people, uh, they have their phones, and then to prevent the person on stage from seeing them hold their phone, they'll move it close to their body and lower below them. But if you don't turn the brightness down on your screen, it just lights you perfectly from below. Like you're at a sleepover telling a spooky story. So. Are you guys ready for another comic? I know you are. You guys, it's that guy's third. It is his pre-penultimate night in town. And that's the best you can give this show. He is going to move back home to New Mexico, home of New Mexican food. A lot of people get that wrong. They think it's Tex-Mex. Go fuck yourself if you think it's Tex-Mex. It's New Mexican. Am I right? It's all about the chilies. Okay, I know a lot of shit. You guys, coming up next, a favorite comic on our show. We love him so much, Mr. Will Weldon. Give it up for Will! Oh, my God. Hello. 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 Um, if I just spent the whole seven minutes harmonizing with myself. Hello. Um, I... Uh, I have like I I just got my haircut uh, and I have like a super specific haircut. It's like 
sort of this triangle on top where it's longer and then it's short on the sides and the back. And when I went to my hairdresser and told her what I wanted for the first time, uh, she was like, uh, oh, you mean uh, the young Hitler? <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't. Um, I'm pretty sure I am never going to mean the young Hitler. Unless you're selling me some sort of time travel vacation package where I go kill a guy. And even then, who knows what the ripples of that would be, so I'd be a little nervous. And then she was like, okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, somebody else who had the haircut was like, Brad Pitt in A River Runs Through It. And I was like, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with young Brad Pitt over young Hitler. Hey, who do we want to name this haircut after? The handsomest dude ever or history's greatest monster? That's someone who's very confident in their products. Where they're like, watch what I name this and people still come in to get it. Also, young Hitler. Come on, like, you know, cool Hitler. You know, young. Young, back when he was fun. You know, he was painting... He just, like, wasn't wild about the Jews. He was like, Shabbat, not for me. You do your thing. Um, that was very Jewish Hitler that I just did. The Jews, not for me, but maybe you enjoy them. He hated what he was. Um, we've cracked the code. I think the code got cracked a long time ago. He was a piece of shit. Um, I, uh, oh, I got, um, uh, I got a great... I was texting uh, with my friend the other day. Makes sense. And... Uh, she, uh, we were in the middle of a conversation and she texted me a text and it said, I just wrote you, then deleted the most passive aggressive text, which I love because that's that little story she just told me. She was like, Hey, I just want you to know, I just wrote the most passive aggressive text and then I deleted it and wrote an even more passive aggressive text. <laughs> I somehow trumped the most passive-aggressive text of all time with this text because she's not even being... She's not even telling me what she's being passive-aggressive about. She's being passively passive-aggressive. It was incredible. That's all I have about that. <laughs> she said it to me earlier, and I was like, you are a genius. Ah, that is great. Hey, I just want you to know I was thinking about being really upset about you about something, but uh, never mind. Uh, or she's like, I just wanted you to know I was going to send you a really passive-aggressive text, but I'm better than that. <laughs> like, she's... I'm also really humble, in addition. Uh, I'm most... Uh, when I'm, like, walking down the street and worried about getting murdered, uh, I'm most... The group of people I'm most worried about getting murdered by is, like, rich white dudes. And not because I think rich white guys are more prone to violence. They are, uh, for sure. I went to high school with a bunch of those dudes. And, like, if, like, a poor person, like, robs you for your shoes, they get the shoes transaction over. Like, that's, well, that's the free market. We get that. You exchange things for goods and services. You're like, here are my shoes. And he's like, here is your life, sir. And you're like, very good. <laughs> Honestly, what a deal I just got. <laughs> That's incredible. I hope that's not how much my life is actually worth. I hope you're just doing me a solid. But, like, when I was in high school, rich, white, they will just do shit 
Like, they don't want, they have everything they want. So they just do shit to do it. Like, like to just watch the world burn. Like, there's a reason the Joker is white. Like, that character does not make sense if he's any other race. For sure the do- Joker's dad, like, worked on Wall Street. For sure his dad was in, like, securities. And he's like, I just do it because I can. Uh... But, like, and also, like, if I get killed by, like, a Latino guy, a black guy, the police are going to solve it. Because they have to. Like, they're, like, oh, shit, like, this group with privilege got killed by this group without the privilege. We got to go do this and do it right. And then they get caught, they get prosecuted, they go to jail. My family gets closure on the murder. They feel better. That guy who's in jail, maybe he finds religion, Christ, Islam. Uh, the, I almost said miscellaneous. That would have been very offensive. Uh, very, very offensive. And he, go, and he does, and he goes, and he starts giving speeches about his terrible life and how he's reformed, and some other poor kid hears him, and he's like, oh, my God, now I, wh- this guy's right. I need a new path. And he does not go out and stab somebody for no reason. It's a win-win for everybody, except me. But honestly, my life's not that fucking great anyway, so I'm willing to take that one. If a rich white dude kills me, he kills me. End of the story. <laughs> That's the whole... Even, even if they... Like, if you get hit by a car with, like, a custom paint job that only Rolls Royce phantoms have, those cops are like, no, 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 no. No, we're not. And people are like, well, you know, there are only five of those cars with that paint job. They're like, it's only a 20% chance. What if we get the wrong guy? Like, they are desperate to not catch the person who did that. And even if they catch the guy, he's just going to get off because they always get off. No one ever, like, remember that rich kid who drove drunk and killed a family? And then the judge was like, well, he grew up rich his whole life and had no problems, so I can't send him to jail because he doesn't understand problems. And (laughs) that fucking happened, man. That's a real thing that happened. How mad would you be if you died so that rich people could get confirmation that they can do whatever they want? That is the worst. I mean, I'm not rich. And one time I was driving around three months with expired tags. I got pulled over by a cop. And the guy was like, your tags are expired. I was like, I can't afford to pay my registration. And he was like, okay, well, I'll just let you off with a warning then. A warning of what? Like... Uh, warning, your actions have no consequences. What? <laughs> Look out! You're going to be fine. <laughs> Duck! Nothing. Hey, don't worry about it. Like, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, like, a, a type of... Um, there's, like, a, a thing that a lot of, like, comedies will do where they do this thing where they will, like, make fun of someone for being uh, transgender, and I fucking hate that because they always do it. The exact, there's, like, a scene in the movie. It's supposed to be a comedy, but, like, the, a dude is making out with a hot girl, and something happens, he finds out the girl he's making out with used to identify as a man. Smash cut to that guy throwing up in a toilet, like, bah, bah, bah. Oh, God. Oh, my God, you guys. I cannot believe that that girl I made out with used to be a man. Well, then what is the problem? <laughs> if you literally cannot believe that she used to be a man... What are you so upset about? Just because she used to be a man? Well, we all used to be children. But that does not make you a pedophile if you fuck someone who was not birthed an adult. In fact, it would be way more disturbing if after sex the other person went, you know, I was never a child. Yeah, you fucked a clone. That's gross. Thanks, guys.
the show rolling pretty quickly uh, because we've got a lot of great show. Please go ahead and use the restroom. I hope it's enjoyable. <laughs> what a great response. She said, it will be. <laughs> You're the best girl. <laughs> oh man, that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> you guys, um, now this next comic, well, I've never heard of anybody doing this before. Um, and so it's extremely, I uh, can't wait to talk to her about it after her set. And also I can't wait to, for you guys to, to meet her and see her. Because, number one, she's in great shape. Um, And I assume that to be true because she walked here to Los Angeles from Delaware, the state, uh, on her legs. (laughs) Doing comedy shows along the way, and it took her eight months and then she made it here a couple weeks ago, and then you guys are blinking at me, uh, like, what a funny premise for a joke that you're about to tell. But this is no joke. This is a woman just killing it real hard on the road <laughs> via her feet. It's just, uh, I mean, you know, um, I can't wait to ask her if she's seen Wild, what she thinks of it. <laughs> It's also great to be talking to her tonight because over the weekend, no joke, I met Cheryl Strait who wrote, my finger got stuck in my fence. <laughs> That's the funniest. Um, I'm leaving it there. Uh, this, is, this couldn't be better. Why didn't I open my vest pockets? <sighs> well, anyway... <laughs> Did you guys see that movie or read that book? Did anybody read Wild or see the movie? Wild? A couple people. Yeah, I was doing a show in Portland and then there were, there, when I got there, there were people, it doesn't matter. Uh, Cheryl Strait was there. She, that's where she was at the show. And so I met her. Um, actually, she met me, which was pretty cool for her. And um, she looks great. And I had a copy of her book in my backpack. Which is always the time you want to meet that person. I was like, I'm reading your book right here. (laughs) So she did sign it. That's, I don't know why I'm talking about Cheryl Strait. That's not this person's story. She's got her own much more interesting story because Cheryl Strait, as you guys know, would sleep at night (laughs) like a monster and not get up and do stand-up comedy shows like a fucking cool badass. Am I right, the audience of this show? Well, please put your hands together for Jessica Watkins. First time on the show, let's go crazy. That was by far the longest introduction I've ever had, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I did. I walked here, um, been walking for eight months. I walked across America, so I am better than all of you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I win. Um, Me and Cheryl. (laughs) She only walked 1,200 miles, so I actually, I really win, like, literally. 
I won in the mile game. But I did, so I walked um, like 2,000 miles to get here. It was pretty cool. I met a lot of cool people. Also other people. (laughs) My favorite person I met along the way, the American Patriot. I think we've all might have come across this person. They're like, God bless America! The greatest country the world's ever known! And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm walking across it. They're they're like, nothing but murderers out there. I hope you know it. (laughs) They love America, but they're terrified of everyone in America. (laughs) Terrified of everyone in this country and everyone in every other country, pretty much. We're pretty scared. Um... Can you blame us, though? I mean, did you guys hear about all those people that died everywhere? <laughs> all the time? <laughs> like, what? We're, I, I'm just like, man, I don't know. I'd rather die walking across America than getting shot up in a food court. That's all I'm saying. No one? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, people were scared about the gun thing. Like, what if someone has a gun? And it's true. There are crazy people out there. And they do have guns, but they're mostly cops. So <laughs> I should be fine. That's not how white people die. So um, I was fine. Um, I didn't get stopped by any police on the trip, which was, was really crazy because I was carrying so much pot. <laughs> I was basically just pushing a cart full of pot. I, I pushed a cart. <laughs> it gets more homeless. Um, just pushing a cart down the road, you know? Living the dream. Um, living the dream. I took the uh, the southern route um, when I was walking, and that's I'm from the south. Um, the south is pretty religious, as we all know. I went through a pretty heavy Jesus phase when I was 15, uh, which I think we can all agree is the worst of all the phases that you can go through. <laughs> Basically, I thought I was a lesbian because I. I played competitive softball for 10 years of my life, and I like to wear sports bras, and I like to fix stuff, and I love to eat pussy, you know? (laughs) And I was like, maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm gay. Um, But I think that we're all gay. Like, that's my theory. Um, (laughs) I think that we're all gay. Like, we can fall in love with anyone at any time. Like, you never know who you're going to fall in love with. Like, one time I fell in love with just a regular white guy. (laughs) What? You know? (laughs) Never thought that would happen. (laughs) There I was, you know, eating grilled chicken and broccoli, watching The Wire. Uh, (laughs) White guys love The Wire. Don't know if you realize that, but they do. Um, But the South was crazy. Like I said, I grew up there, and it still sticks with you. Like, even in this last election, I was like, who would Jesus vote for, you know? And the answer is no one. He can't. He's not an American. It's a common misconception (laughs) in the South. (laughs) It's not. <laughs> but the South is crazy because the South, well, it's different in the South, guys, because in the South, we care about the human life down there. You know what I mean? We're pro-life in the South, okay? We're against abortion. You know, we are for the death penalty, though. That's a thing. Like, we're against abortion, but we're for the death penalty. We're against abortion, but we're for killing someone who might have killed someone else. I mean, by that theory you should really be for my abortion because that kid would have totally killed my social life. Am I right? (laughs) Ladies, let's go out. Um, JK. I I feel like that's what people think about it, though. Um, 
But the South, yeah, we care about the human life in the South. You know, we're pro-life down there. Uh, we're not really pro-immigrant life, though. <laughs> That's not a thing. Sometimes I feel like maybe we get more behind abortion if instead of saying aborting a fetus, we said deporting a fetus. <laughs> like, no, no, it's not an abortion. It's a deportion. You see this baby enter my body illegally. And I'm going to go have to deport him up to heaven. No, okay. No babies left behind. Um. I joke about it. It's just jokes. I joke about it. I've never had an abortion, but I would have one in a little baby's heartbeat. Just not ready right now, you know? Um, I never had one. Uh, it's just jokes. <laughs> but yeah, the, it's cool. It's crazy. Like, I don't know, just going through the country and, you know, we're just, we're all, we are pretty scared. Like terrorism, like terrorism, Ter- terrorists, it's very scary. And, um, I just wonder, like, why is it the people that are most afraid of terrorist attacks are the ones that are least likely to be affected by them? <laughs> like, I think you're good, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> no one's coming after you, you know? <laughs> you should probably worry about your 14-year-old homophobic son who has a weird fascination with guns. Probably going to be the next terrorist suspect. But um, anyways, enough about terrorism. <laughs> uh <laughs> I did. I've been walking, so it's just crazy, and now I'm here. I'm like a civilian again. It's it's amazing. I turn 30 tomorrow. Yay! Um, I moved to California. I, I live in New York now. I've, I've been there for six years, but I lived in L.A. for six years before that, and I moved here when I was 18. I went to acting school. I told myself if I was not making a living being an actor within a year, I would move on to Plan B, and uh, here we are. <laughs> 12 years later. So (laughs) plan B was, I guess, being homeless in a cart for a year of my life. Um, But it worked out well. It was a great time. Um, One of my favorite LA stories was before I moved, I got mugged here and I had had a party at my house and, um, and I had went to the corner store after the party. And when I was walking back, this guy was walking toward me and he like stepped toward me and he pulled out a gun out of his jacket. And I just realized like, holy shit, I'm about to be fucking like, murdered or raped or even worse mugged you know and uh like don't take my iphone and um he pulled out uh, you know the gun and everything and he stepped into the light and i realized that he had just left my house and i was like hey what's up we know each other and he was like oh yeah that's right you're cool and then he just put his gun back in his jacket and walked away so it really is all about who you know guys yes just for me, it was pretty much drug dealers. Uh, <laughs> just want to know all the drug dealers. Um, walking across America as a woman was like uh, interesting, also because people would like ask you shit that obviously they wouldn't ask dudes. Like I did a radio show and they were like, "Oh, so you walked all this way? You never been raped?" I was like, "Nope, not since that first time about 15 years ago." But <laughs> thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> been pretty rape free this trip. Um, you know, I just like to end my sets mostly on rape jokes. Um, so. <laughs> Um, no, but seriously, you should all just clap a lot because I'm only going to be 20 for like three more hours. Okay, thanks. I'm Jessica Watkins. Just nice to see it. Yeah. Uh, you, I wanted to chat to you because yeah. you just had a, that's crazy. I mean, it's not yeah. crazy to it's just, that's, congratulations. Thank that's you. That's what I'm trying to Thank say. Thank you. It is crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy trip. 
It was. Had you ever been? Had you been like a hiker before? No, I, like I didn't even wear like cargo pants before this. <laughs> did you wear um, cargo <laughs> pants during this? Yeah, you, did you have like a backpack. Pants. What did you? I pushed what, a cart was instead you? of carrying a pack. So okay. I pushed a cart that I had like all my camping stuff, food, water, first aid. What kind stuff. of cart? It's like a running stroller. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah. You pushed a running stroller. Yes. Fascinating. Okay, good. That's good for the back. Exactly. Because those things will it kill you. It did make it a little difficult sometimes because then you have to really worry about the shoulder that you have. Because right. I can only push it on the road. So if there's no um, shoulder and you don't and you right. just have a backpack, you can sort of just hop off right, the side. Right, right. But, but you, you have can't. a cart. Wow. So did you... What are we talking about? Major highways? Not, smaller highways? Oh, we're talking about major highways, but not inter, not like the major interstates. Okay. Um, so you just so take like smaller state highways. highways kind state of highways. I, love, I walked on Route 66 for a while. Mm. From Tulsa to Amarillo, I walked along that. Is that legal? Is it legal yeah, it's to only, be? Yeah, it's only not legal to walk on roads that have more than four lanes. Okay. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can walk. I did have to walk on some illegal um, interstate. It's not going to lie to you. Okay? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to shield you. you. I'm not going to shield you from the don't, truth here. Don't lie to me. I'm going to tell you how it really was, okay? I had to walk on Did some you, illegal roads. You walked on some illegal roads. Did I you do the whole thing? In public. I oh, good. in public. I slept on the side of the road. Yep. I did. I broke the law a lot. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. The peeing in public one, I think, is <laughs> what it was going to get you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about be- by yourself the whole time? Yeah. Pals ever? No? Yeah, I had um, my friend Kyle met up with me for a few days in D.C. My mom, who's fucking insane, met up with me for like a week. Oh, great. And um, my friend Jesse met up with me for a little bit when I was in New Mexico. And that was pretty much it. And when will the book or television show about this experience be coming out? <laughs> well, actually, I was filming along the way. I was filming everything and doing stand-up. And, Great. And so the whole idea is when I get back to New York, I'm going to film a half hour t- telling my story of the walk. Awesome. And use the footage as vignettes. And it's either going to be a feature-length film or a short film. We don't know yet. We're That's great. watch the footage and figure well, it out Well, I can't there. wait to see wherever that ends up yeah. and the final product. Yeah. So congratulations Thank again. You. And happy early birthday or late <gasps> oh birthday God. for the podcast. I'm turning 30. It's all it feels uphill great. from there. I mean, downhill. Wait, it's better. It's, it's no. What's see, the, the thing, thing where it's better? That's what my post was going to be about today because it was like, on the walk, I realized downhill means good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's no, all downhill. It's so better. You're coasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's better. You're, 30 is like, it's really the best. Oh, I, I, I'm, I can't, can't wait, wait to be 50, for, I can't honestly. wait for you to be 30s when we talk about how great 30 <laughs> Let's is. Let's get back yeah. to it. Okay, well, I'll see you. Three hours. <laughs> a couple of hours. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Jessica Watkins, she walked here. She walked here. <laughs> Guys, we got two comics left on the show. Do you have room in your hearts for two more great comics? Woo-hoo! Do you? Woo-hoo! This next comic is, I, I believe, maybe third time on the show. We always love having her. Let's hear it right now for Rye Silverman. Guys, give it up for Rye. <laughs> Cameron, guys, going solo tonight. I wish, like, I, I know Rhea's not here, and I was bummed, and I was hoping that Cameron would still try to banter, but, like, with nobody responding to her banter, but just keep going with it anyway, and just, like, wait for a response, and then just keep going. But that didn't happen, so that'll be fun. Uh, before I start the rest of my act, I want you guys to know that I also know what I look like. <laughs> Which is adorable, and thank you. You guys are delightful. <laughs> thank you. 
just I've been on the show a couple of times, so I don't want to go through it over and over from people at home. So just there's not a big reveal coming. I'm just transgender, guys. That's all there is to it. It's not some '80s comedy. Or my uncle died, and I'm doing this for a month to get like an inheritance. <laughs> Not that my that's how my brain works, and I had the legs for it, so I'm just gonna do it. it. Seems to work out, and I find the comedy show goes much better if you guys are just cool with it. So we're gonna do that. That's a good plan. So we'll do that. And uh, the one thing I'll say about it before I move on to other stuff is that uh, the way to think of me is not as a man wearing a dress; it is as a woman who is dealing with the world's worst body issues. <laughs> like fuck Cosmo. That's all I'm saying about. Like, it's, it's the worst. Like, I, I go shop with my friends, and my friends are cool, I'm cool. They're like, hey, these pants make my ass look fat? I'm like, no, you're beautiful. Those pants look great. You should buy those pants. Hey, do these pants make my dick exist? <laughs> no, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me the truth. Do I have a penis? I do? Damn it, they can't make pants anymore. And the one thing that I, uh, this is what I'm going to talk about mostly tonight, is uh, apparently, I didn't know I had to let you guys know this about trans people, you're not allowed to hit us. I thought that was like a no-brainer, but apparently I have to let people know, because it happened this year, well, last year, for the first time. Uh, I got jumped on the way to, of all, of all days of the year, to get like assaulted for being trans, it was Gay Pride Weekend. And I was on. I was trying to go down the subway because I'm not smart. And I was trying to go down to to Dyke Day over in Los Feliz. And uh, I was coming down the stairs into the escalator. Uh, okay, that's words. I was coming. Come. I was on the steps because I work out. I was coming down the steps to the NoHo train station. And I hear a voice from the escalator. That's how I got there. Um, I hear the voice behind me of this guy just suddenly scream out, "Why the fuck are you wearing a skirt?" Which, uh, I had a feeling he was not looking for a sincere answer to that question. <laughs> like, I don't think if I had turned around and said, well, it's a hot day, and my legs are good, and it's like, I have this, like, hound's tooth skirt, I think I'm rocking it. I don't think he'd be like, no, you are, good job. Well, I just wanted to know. <laughs> and he just goes on to ask somebody else about their style. Like, why are you wearing those chaps? Like, that was an ad lib. I have no idea why I went with chaps. I would probably, to be fair, if I was in the subway in North Hollywood in the middle of June, I'd probably ask too. And then I'd remember, oh, wait, it's Gay Pride Weekend, of course. I'm sorry. Go about your business. Uh, so, and also, like, because people yell at me all the time. I don't know if you guys have caught that. I don't know if you guys know this. We all hear and see you too. I don't know if that happens. If anyone here has ever laughed or yelled at somebody, they knew it. He doesn't get away with it. Uh, and it happens a lot. And uh, most of the time, it's people who are super brave. They do it from cars at, like, stoplights and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're like, ah, and then they drive off. They like, It's always not even, like, a real laugh. It's, like, that kind of laugh. They go, ha, ha. Like, they don't, they don't really think it's funny, but they feel like they're supposed to. And they're like, I'm just going to yell out the words for laughing so people think this is what's happening. <laughs> He's aware that I'm supposed to be laughing at you, so I'm just going to put that out there. So I, I go, and then I, I, I make the mistake of, of putting my back to this guy, thinking it's, he's just going to yell, and it's done. And then I also, like, I got into what I thought was what's called a safe crowd of people, forgetting that I'm a monster. So I, uh, I go into a crowd of people waiting in line for, I say that because what happens next, again, crowded place, no one did a thing. I'm, I'm standing in line to buy my subway ticket, and then suddenly the guy walks up, grabs me by the shoulder, gets in my face, and says, Skirts are for women. As if I was supposed to go, what? 
the hell you say? Oh my God, my friends are assholes. 32 years of my life and nobody has ever, oh my God, thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh my God, good, good thing you were here. So he does that. And here's the thing. So, uh, he, so then he like, I, I, I assume, rightfully so, because it happens a lot, that somebody grabbing you means that they're going to do harm to you. Uh, but apparently he just wanted to get his bullet points in and then walk away. But I didn't know that. And I, was, I, had, I had grabbed him in self-defense, like that way he couldn't get a swing off or whatever. And what ended up happening was he steps away and I'm holding on to his shirt. And then I'm still holding on to his shirt and he's still moving away. So now he's wearing a toga. Because I have ripped off half of his shirt in the middle of a subway station. And then that's when he decides, let's just start punching a lot. And that's what he does, like over and over again, just hitting me in the stomach or whatever. And uh, here's the thing. So about a year or so before that, I had been walking to the Grove. And I was walking, and somebody decided, again, from their car, to, to see me walking by and yelled, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, they want me to answer this question. <laughs> But I don't really know how to explain to you. Again, like the guy with the skirt, I don't think he's going to be happy with my answer of what exactly the fuck is. And also, I have found that the, there's two reactions people have naturally to that kind of situation, which is fight or flight. And the problem is, when you're wearing heels, neither one is a good option. <laughs> The only thing I had going for me that night was the heels I was wearing were like these like strappy sandals because it was like hot out and I was pretty sweet. Uh, they like went all the way up my leg. So I'm like, oh, okay. If this guy is close to me, I can get these off and nunchuck him. That was like my one thought <laughs> that would happen. Like that's going to be... Because also, what a great fight to win at that point. Like what happened? Oh, a trans woman hit me with her shoes and I ran away. But that'd be the greatest... But what happened was uh, the light changed. His friend was like, we got to go. They jumped in the car and they drove away. So I was always in my head like, well, what would have happened if he had gotten to me? And then I found out last summer in North Hollywood that what happens is I hit back. And then I just Woo! don't stop. <laughs> like, yeah, that's basically... Uh, Long story short, I got to I wrap it up, but basically, he started hitting me, and I'm like, oh, we don't do that, and so I kept hitting him back, which I've never done. I'm not, like, a tough... Surprisingly, guys, I'm not that macho. Anyway, uh... <laughs> but it's just like, no, we're doing this because I'm not going down that way. So we're fighting, we're punching, or whatever, and then, like, he's running away from me at one point, which is hysterical to me, uh, and he's like, 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 he's like, I'm like, he's like this far away from me, and he's like whiffing at me, like, in secure, like, like, warning shots, and at this point, I'm just trying to get my purse that was on the ground, and he's like whiffing away, and then the fight gets broken up by, the only way I can describe this kid is if he was like, Boy George's illegitimate Asian child. I'm like... <laughs> Because he comes down the escalator, and he's wearing... It's June. You know how hot it gets in L.A.? This kid's wearing a long duster black jacket and a bowler hat. And, like, and he's like, hey, you guys should stop that. Like, that was the end of the fight, was that. And it's just me, and I'm reaching for my purse, and the guy who attacked me is, like, still kind of whiffing at me. And the only thing that I wish that I had thought to say in that moment was I wish that I had looked him right in the eyes and just going, are you as turned on right now as I am? <laughs> Thank you guys very much. I'm Rice Stone. Have a good night. Give it up for Rice Stone one more time. <laughs> oh. Well, this has been a great show, right? Oh, man. Hasn't it been wonderful? You guys have been cute little sweeties right up front the whole time. Very smiley and supportive. I love your shirt. Well, that's a very cool shirt with tiny boats. What would you say? Oh, right, yeah. No, that's what, yes, right, right, I had boats under, I don't know, I didn't, I don't get, I mean, like, guys, that's, 
that's great. Like that's you know to kind of find the community of wearing similar boat outfits. It's important. We're humans. It's tough to be alive and just to see anything like I have similar eyebrow length hair or something. You know, just anything. Just keep us together for God's sake. Don't you think? My eyebrow hair is very long. I have to trim it. Anybody else? She raised her hand. See? We're the same. So anybody, uh, and I'm going to bring up our final comic in just a second, but I just want to check in with you guys one more second because you've been such a great, this has been a really wonderful uh, audience. You guys have been so supportive and lovely, and I just want to ask if anybody has a, has a, a new, this is just, nobody does this, but I that's why I want to ask. Does anybody have a New Year's resolution as an adult? Like, is anybody still doing that? Is anybody, did anybody decide to do anything this year to improve their lives or chances at uh, existence? Um, anybody, y'all want to, do you have one? What's yours? Yeah. Play more violin. Play more violin? Yeah. What in the world? <laughs> What's your baseline level of violin that you've been playing up until this point? Twice a month, you want to up that too? Three times a week. I think that if anybody can do it, it's you. <laughs> Play more violin. That's great. Oh, I'm so glad you have an existing skill that's that impressive also. That's great. Did any, you you had one in the back, right? You were shaking your head. What's yours? Giving up sugar. Giving up sugar. Yeah, see, the, I was looking for, like, giving up sugar, going to the gym. This motherfucker comes out the gates. <laughs> Some seriously decent goals. <laughs> Giving up sugar. How, how has it been the last couple days? You doing all right? Yeah? You feel good? You feel strong and healthy? Or do you feel totally angry at the world? Which one is it? A little of both. I will have to say that. You can sit down. You don't have to wait there if you don't. Don't stress. It's okay. Um, I will have to say that, I mean, because we live in Los Angeles, I have tried juicing, and this is, I mean, I don't eat that much sugar, actually, just because when I turn 30, my taste buds change, and now I only want to eat salty snacks. I don't know what happened, but, um, <laughs> it's totally true. Uh, I fuck, like, I don't, I fuck sugar. No, I don't fuck <laughs> sugar, but I don't like it uh, very much anymore, but um, I did try to... This is my, I mean, I don't know. I hope this doesn't happen to you, but I did try. I tried a juice fast, and I had never done that before, but I was like, I mean, even the, even like the big men here are like, I'm juicing, not that way. You know, like they're like the big giant, and it's not roids, it's uh, kale. Um, and so I, I was, I got the one where they deliver it to your house in the night, because I thought that would be so spooky. <laughs> And uh, I tried, this is the first time I tried it. I tried it, I got the five-day package. And three days in, I've never been more, because you, you're, not, you're not hungry because you're drinking like eight juices a day. All you have to do is pee, but you're not hungry. But uh, you do get angry. That's <laughs> what they don't tell you. When you read the thing, nobody, it's like, you don't get hungry, but you do get so, you have no reason to live. <laughs> I was so mad and I was just screaming at my fiance. Like, I was just like, just, I mean, I don't even, I'm not as, but I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm gonna hear my life and my parents were bad to me. You know, just like, <laughs> she 
was like, I think you might need a, do you need like a meal? <laughs> but the funny thing was, I still had two more days of juices left and they're very expensive, so I just drank them and ate meals. <laughs> Put on about three pounds. Felt great. You guys, our final comic on the show, personal friend of mine, friend of the show, Mr. Paul Dagg. You guys, get up for Paul. Thank you. Oh, so you guys started clapping in rhythm with the song. I fucking love when that happens. You guys are so in sync together. Oh, man, you guys can all come at the same time. Let's fucking... Mm, 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 mm. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I actually am doing a, I had a New Year's resolution I don't know if you guys can tell but my teeth are four days visibly wider hmm? look at those look at those chompers huh what do you think can you see hold on let me get let me gotta get, get a light bounce this is gonna see like a blue teeth look at this look at those good right not great but I got 18 more days left I'm tripling up tripling up they say go one week but they give you a three week pack just like hey for future teeth whitening Assignments? Oh, not me, baby. I'm going all in right now. January is about to turn these motherfuckers blue. You know what I mean? Like xenon headlight, like street racing, blue. You know what I mean? Nasty. You're going to see me coming, baby. I'm hungry this year. You know, it's my fucking year. I'm gonna, I am gonna. need some sharp, clean, shiny teeth to do it. Flossing every day? Oh, fuck. It's madness. It's madness. Uh, I just put an album out a couple of, uh, I have to mention it because it's a podcast and I don't want to bore you guys, but also you're probably interesting. So far I've been hilarious. I've got great teeth. You got all of those factoids and I also released a comedy album uh, on a special thing records. They put this podcast on. So if you're listening and you're kind of dun, 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 pull over on the 405, hop onto iTunes and I don't even care if you buy it, just rate the album. That's all that matters. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of you. No, nothing personally. You're all wonderful, but I want your rating. I want your approval. I don't care if you actually listen to it. That's on you. People just lie to you anyway that know you. I've listened to it, or I'm going to listen to it. I went home for the holidays. My fucking best friend growing up, best friend, him and his wife, he goes, yeah, me and my wife listen to the preview tracks on iTunes. I almost fucking killed him. <laughs> fucking, I was like, so you went to iTunes. You're like, I'm going to listen to his jokes before the punchline. I don't want to hear how it ends. I don't want that sweet, funny spot. I like setups. My friend's a setup guy, royally fucking me. Uh, what an asshole. Uh, good guy, though, actually, and a great father. So I'm a lucky friend. And if you don't like it, I don't care anyway, because guess what? My mom doesn't like one of the tracks. She wouldn't tell me which one. So potentially she doesn't like all of them. That's all I heard. It was like, I don't like what, all of them. There's one of these, there's probably all of them that you don't, I don't like. And I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. Thanks for nothing. I don't need to hear that shit. Moms. Are you guys feeling me about moms? Whatever. You know what I mean? You had me. Save it. Okay. It was a long time ago. Uh, I grew up in Washington State. Any uh, Shintonians in here? Yeah, rep it, crew. Thank you. Where are you guys from? Bellevue? Hmm? Kirkland? Tacoma. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll be up in Tacoma at a, at a casino in four weeks. I'm going to kill myself there. 
I'm not performing. I'm going to gamble away all of my children's uh, money she's made in commercials, and then I'm going to kill myself. And, and we'll to see it. Joking, guys. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's, it was fun to go back. I haven't been back for a couple of years. The weed is legal there now, and people are worried that weed is going like, to ruin the fabric of these communities. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's fixing it. It's fixing all the problems. When I was there, there was a lot of like angry fourth grade teacher types. You know what I mean? Like, stick up the ass, Chico's on the calves, just looking nat, just like nastiness. You know what I mean? Oh, brutal. So fucking judgmental. They look like teachers or like the lady that sprays perfume on your mom at Macy's. You know, just awful perfume salespeople everywhere. Just with their bad attitudes. Oh, fucking hate those ladies. However, uh, they do have their purposes. I was going to see Into the Woods with my niece, and um, I was stoned out of my mind. I was going to see a musical in 3D. Yowzer, buckle up, you know what I mean? That's an indica situation. Indica situation. So I'm stoned to the high heavens, and I'm going, and whenever I'm looking for a seat, you look for that fourth grade teacher type, because you know what? They shut the fuck up at the movies. They do not talk, and they make sure no one else is talking in the vicinity. I'm not a police type. Not my thing. I like to step back, but I like to let others handle it and reap the benefits of a nice, quiet, into-the-woods experience. You know what I mean? She was on point, handling business, and uh, it was at a, a Regal Cinemas. Where are my Regal heads at? You guys ever fuck with Regal? AMCs? All right, I'm a Regal kid. At heart. At heart. Um, the, <laughs> these Regals, they got at the beginning... You know at the beginning of movies, they always have like the... Let's go up to the lobby. Let's go. They have one of those. They have one of those, but instead of like an old-timey cute cartoon, it's like a, it's like a 90s 3D-generated roller coaster ride. Right? Have you seen this shit? I remember as a kid just like, yeah! <laughs> just being awful. This thing comes on fucking fourth grade teacher type, throws her hands up the whole time, and I was just like, you know what? Let's get into these woods. You know what I mean? She's high as fuck, too. I couldn't smell it at first, but she was... <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. I like that shit. Weed moms. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad. Got two kids. Thank you. Stop it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't need it. The validation is raising my children with love. I'm a good dad. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you say, uh sarcastically, but you're also like, fuck that guy! Huh? Repping it so well, peacocking as a father. Well, let me tell you what. It's fun being a young, cool dad. I'm not going to lie. I show up at the playground, all the other dads know. Oh, the fucking cool dad is here. You know what I mean? I know how to play to the fucking kids, all right? I got mirrored sunglasses on because kids only love to look at themselves. Mm? And I got a fun shirt on. Kids love fun shirts. I'm always the fucking cool dad at the playground. Until a couple weeks ago, I went to the fucking playground and Wiz Khalifa was there with his fucking kid. Wiz Khalifa? Oh, and it was so obviously Wiz Khalifa. Beautiful dreadlocks poking out of a tiny little baseball cap. Oh, he looks so good. He's so cool. 
It's a park, so you gotta wear your casual park attire. He's got on like a Hawaiian style shirt, casual. But instead of like, aloha babes, guns. Just different guns all over his fucking shirt. And then he has on these custom Nikes that just say fuck all over him. All over him. All, just fuck, 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 fuck. And then on this one, also wearing pants that he just bought at the mall. Couldn't, okay, whiz. Buys, just bought him, tag still sticking out the back. Hate that look, first of all. Second of all, didn't buy a belt. You got the money, buy a belt. I know he didn't buy a belt because he had to roll him up. What are you, a JV cheerleader rolling up your pants? Get some pants to fit, Wiz. You're rich. And then his fucking kid, Sebastian, is wearing a beautiful gold chain with a fucking Ninja Turtle medallion. Like a obviously real gold Ninja Turtle medallion. I've never bought my wife jewelry that nice. This kid's wearing a fucking Ninja Turtle medallion. And here I am just dripping in macaroni. You know what I mean? Flossing this homemade macaroni jam. What the fuck? Uh, Keep it up for Wiz Khalifa. He's got a lot of great stuff coming out. My name is Paul Danke. Please buy my album. Thank you. Have a good night. Hey, you know what? Uh, that, has, that was an amazing show, right? That was an amazing show. And there's great news. We're here every Tuesday night, and next week, the 13th of January, is our two-year anniversary. We've got a special double slot, so there is a... Uh, <laughs> which is also what happens when you have two female hosts. Um, that's so funny. Uh, and we'll be back next week for that show. We've got an awesome lineup already already uh, picked out. People like Mushkesha will be there, Natasha Legero, awesome people that you should come back and see. It's next week at 8 o'clock here at the UCB Theater. I am Cameron Esposito, and I will see you then. Have a great rest of your week. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Rulo 
Order of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.